We know that building wealth comes from owning businesses and making investments. Yet why still do nearly half of businesses fail in the first five years, and why do others lose it all in their investments? Welcome to the Wealth Watchers Podcast, your resource for building a massive net worth. We bring real stories from real people who are experts in business and investing, who will share secrets and actionable strategies to amassing wealth and achieving success. Brought to you by Happy Camper Capital. And now, your hosts, Justin Hoggett and Adam Lendy. Welcome back to the Wealth Watchers Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lundy. With me is my co-host, Justin Hoggett. Justin, how are you? Hey, Adam. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Oh, man. Uh, weekend away in the mountains, disconnected, camping, fun. I couldn't ask for much more. Great reset. That's right. I, I was right there along with you. Love the time. Fun in the sun. Kids out. Enjoying the, the lake. And um, yeah, couldn't ask for better weather. It's why we do what we do, isn't it? That's right. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, hey, I'm stoked to get into our conversation today because this is something that you and I feel strongly about, um, which is networking, Uh, you know, and and networking can cover a lot of different things. It's not always just business, which I think is what maybe a lot of people take that to mean, or maybe it means showing up to an event, drinking too much and handing out a bunch of business cards. Um, But really, obviously, as you and I know, and we've kind of mastered the craft, it's so, so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Really connecting on a different level than, than the example you just gave. Yeah. However, you know, I, I'm sure other people have been to those. I've been to my share of those too. The drinks are okay. And you know, the contacts are weak, but uh, you know, it that makes you not want to go back. Um, but I, I guess, you know, we're kind of here today to talk about the different types of networking that you can do. Um, you know, the different potential outcomes. Uh, we've got a great case study of our own to kind of show, you know, the, the power of networking and then just really how this can be honed um, down to your specific industry, niche, hobby, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a quote that I just w- kind of want to start out with a little bit. And, uh, you know, I know you've heard this too, but your network is your net worth. And, uh, you know, it's so important that we, we kind of realize that we, we talk about our net worth a lot on the show, obviously wealth watchers and um, ne- our net worth tracker, you know, but Maybe we should add a tab to that. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we should add your network to that net worth tracker. <laughs> huh. I mean, that's that's something we can certainly kick around and it'd be great to get some input if somebody's already got a great tool for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's just kind of jump right in because like I kind of started off saying, um, you know, obviously it, people think that networking a lot has a lot to do with business. And the reality is, I mean, there are networking groups for everything, everything from hobbies business, investing. I mean, and then you can get super specialized in that. You know, we've got a group we go to every single month that's focused specifically on real estate investing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and let's, let's talk about those styles a little bit. Um, so obviously that one is an in-person, right? Yeah. And that's, you, you know, me, I love my in-person events. I, I got to be face to face. I got to be right in front of people shaking hands. I mean, that's, so it, it absolutely killed me last year when we were limited on that. I think it killed a lot of people and obviously improved some business of Zoom, uh, which is obviously another different type of style, virtual style. Um, but I, yeah, in, in the in-person, so effective. Um, I, you know, it's, it's hard to get people's inflections and, and tones and um, facial expressions all the time. I mean, how many times have we been talking in the video skips or something like that? So kind of and that, that in-person face-to-face is, is so important and uh, allows you to connect on a totally different level. 
Now that said, I, I, I'm going to leave the door open to, on the virtual um, because I have been to some good virtual networking events. You know, uh, where you can now expand your geographic reach. You can be with people in other states, other countries. Um, just an opportunity we didn't have before. So, you know, right. I, I'll embrace the technology to some degree. However, in person is still kind of my favorite tried and true way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I should agree with that as well. I mean, the virtual has certainly opened things up and, you know, um, talking to people from overseas, even, um, you know, connecting on that level that normally uh, a phone or text or email, um, which I mean, email is, I think, a horrible way to try to network personally because words get misconstrued all the time. So, yeah, that virtual is a great tool. Um, other other style might be social media. Um, you know, that we're all so accustomed to LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, how do you feel about those? You know, I, I LinkedIn is something that I still haven't mastered. I know you're becoming a master of LinkedIn. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you can share some of your experience on that. However, you know, like, again, I, I like that that in-person contact. And I recently discovered Clubhouse. So I'm working on really growing that out. And that's just something that's a vo if for anybody who hasn't been on there yet. It's a voice to voice social network where you can find targeted rooms based on what you're looking for. So, for example, I'm in a commercial real estate investing group, and you can get in there a couple times a week and have conversations with people and network with people all over the country. Um, and that's, uh, you know, it's something I think that has a lot of potential, and it certainly fits my personality style. So how about you with LinkedIn, Justin? Yeah, um, I'm starting to get used to it. I've um, self-admittedly um, kind of turned off uh, from social media, um, at least my histo history tells me that, but you know, I'm starting to get used to it. I like it a lot. I'm trying to, trying to reach out to people. I've got a lot of new connections. Um, it's already a lot of fun connecting with people that I would have never connected with before. Um, an opportunity to provide value. Uh, another one is the bigger pockets that I'm on a lot, providing value as much as I can, just trying to give back to the community. And I'm, I'm finding that tool, uh, very rewarding. I think you just uh, introduced a great segue, Justin. And I was actually going to mention if you didn't on your Bigger Pockets interaction. So, um, if anybody on here has not um, met our friends on Bigger Pockets yet, obviously they are a podcast and forum online that's based on mostly real estate investing. They've got some other money tools as well. And Justin has been a regular poster and contributor on there. And in doing so, he's actually expanded our side businesses um, network. I mean, our uh, database substantially just with some of his contacts he's made and it's all coming from contribution all just going in and providing value and helping people out um, i haven't seen a sales pitch from him on there yet and in fact i think bigger pockets doesn't let you do that <laughs> yeah that's right yeah yeah it is all about providing value and 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 just you know I, I think that that's the best way for people to get a um feel of who you are what you know your experience um and People, people don't, I don't, I don't think really want to be pitched, you know, at least not from the beginning, right? They want to, they want to see who you are and what kind of value you can provide. And that's a great resource, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, like when you attend, say a networking group and there are some structured networking groups, I'm not going to advocate for any one of them, but the couple of big ones that come to mind are BNI and master networks. I've been a part of both and, you know, you get in a big group setting and they're very structured. You give your pitch you know, you, you have some networking time, but the, the real power comes from the follow-ups you have with the members in your group and the visitors, the face-to-face the, the -face or the one-to-ones, whatever, whatever they call them, where you actually get together with that one person you want to make that connection with. 
And I've had great experiences and I've had not as great ones, you know, and, and the ones that are not as great are just like you mentioned, where the person tries to pitch you from the second you walk in the door and you go, you don't even know me yet. You know, I, I'm not, I don't want to buy from you. Why, why would I buy? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the better ones are the ones that don't actually ever give you their pitch. In fact, they're the ones asking you more questions and putting you on, you know, to, to figure out how they can help you. So kind of back to what we said, providing value. Right, right. And so let's talk about that uh, master networks. You learned something the other day and I thought it was really interesting. Can you share? Yeah. I, so I am a master, uh, member of master networks. And I like again, I'm not advocating for any one group. It's one that really resonated with my style and I, I like the group a lot. Um, but we were talking about an acronym that they have for how you make that connection, specifically when you have that face to face with somebody. So they have an acronym, which is BOND, B-O-N-D. And the B is building uncommon interests. So the idea being you get in that conversation with somebody and you just find out about them. You ask about their family, you ask about their hobbies, you ask about their why, you figure out why they're, why they're doing what they do, you know, getting to know the person for who they are. And then the O is occupation exploration. So not you telling them what you do, but you asking them about their business, you know, finding out what it is they do and really getting in deep with it. Um, the N in that is for needs discovery, and that's where you figure out how you can help them, you know, and, and you can just ask that. That's the best part. You can just ask, how can I help you? And, and most you know, and, people, I bet, have an answer to that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, this, it's, it's not a muscle that everybody has, though. Not everybody has their elevator pitch down. Not everybody's thought of this. Um, you know, kind of a side note, we do a referral mapping regularly in my group. And it's amazing how many people don't know who their best referral sources would be because they've never gone through the exercise. Sure. Uh, so that's the needs discovery. And then finally, the D is develop an opportunity, which is, you know, it's, it's again, just that, that consummating that whole piece and figuring out how you can provide them value, how you can bring business to them based on the, the personal connection you've made your knowledge of their business, your understanding of how their sales process works or their business process works and being able to make a connection with somebody that you know. Yeah. And, and it's really about helping each other, right? Absolutely. So yeah. I think it's a great time to, you know, kind of share a case study that came from my master networks group. So, sure. um, one, you know, sometimes when we go into networking, we have our targets, the people we want to work with, right? Like, let's talk about maybe the real estate broker goes in and he wants to maybe network with the mortgage lender because he sees that they could send him leads. Maybe he wants to network with, I don't know, you know, certain contractors who could send him leads. It maybe sometimes only focus on who can provide them direct value. I had an unlikely one. Actually, I've had a couple of unlikely ones in my group who these connections have provided actual business opportunities. You know, and with our business, Happy Camper Capital, which is what I represent in my group, you know, who would have thought that a financial advisor in my group would be one who would be one of my best connections I've made? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting, again, is we had, we went through that bond method. We got to know each other. We found out we went to the same high school. We talked about the, the neighborhoods we grew up in before we even talked about business. In fact, the first time we met, we didn't even get into our businesses. We spent time just building that relationship, you know, and we met about two, two, three more times before we really started identifying ways we could work together. And it ended up being, he referred somebody who actually invested with us. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a great story. Um, and would you maybe relate that to trust? That's the biggest part of it. I mean, if, if I'm going to connect you with someone who I trust, this could be a family member, this could be a close friend, 
it could be a, a client of mine. I mean, and talk about, you know, having to really make sure that you know who you're sending that connection to. I need to know something more about the person other than what they want me to know about their business. Right. Right. And, and kind of going back to what you said, walking in the door and someone's pitching you and they don't even know who you are. I mean, you're just immediately turned off. I mean, I've been in those situations numerous times and, and, uh, I, I kind of feel like I don't care what they would say next. You know, it, it, like I, you're gone. Like, for, you know, you've, you've kind of lost your opportunity to get to know me in my book. Like, I'll just kind of move on. Like just being honest, right? Like <laughs> it just turns you off. Yeah, the, the best example I have for that is a networking group I was in a few years ago. This was as a real estate broker, you know, was my role. And I met with a guy who was a print shop owner. Again, somebody who was maybe not a, a likely referral source, but, you know, obviously it's worth building the relationship. The second, the second we got our coffee and sat down at this coffee shop, he's immediately trying to figure out how he can sell me stuff. You know, asking me about the windows on my office and asking me about, you know, like signage needs and stuff. And I'm like, come on, man, you don't even know me yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess it goes, there's, there's something in the uh, small talk, at least a little bit, right. That, that That's, you know, like, let's just chat for a second, please. But um, besides that though, um, you know, bringing up another, um, I guess, similar case study, this goes back to, to my real estate background and uh, the nine unit apartment building that I uh, talked about on the show, you know, and, um, and maybe I talked about how it became, but, uh, it really was all within the networking and, um, it, it all started with my neighbor who I was friends with, and he connected me with his dad who then connected me with uh, a fellow investor in town. And he knew a, uh, a broker that wasn't a commercial broker, but a residential broker that had a commercial offering, the nine unit apartment building. So the links, it's just amazing, you know, from one person to the next where an opportunity can come, can come from and, uh, met this guy who, uh, who, um, had this opportunity for me. He was too big for the nine unit. And he says, Justin, I want you to have it. I trust you. You'll do good with this one. I know you'll do well with this broker who was a buddy of his. And, and the buddy says, I want Justin to have it because he knows this person. And, and, and there we, you know, there we have it. It's kind of all history at that point. Um, that another, uh, quick mention I want to make is, is the local real estate groups. You know, I, I, uh, advocate for those big time in our area, at least I, I can't speak for the rest of the country, but I have found them very valuable. Uh, I've told many people on bigger pockets, uh, anyone that's reached out to me, uh, in town, you know, get involved with their, real estate groups, just meeting those people, people that are involved in what you want to do. And it doesn't have to be real estate. It could be the investment groups. It could be, you know, what other, you know, mountain biking groups, it could be anything really, but uh, being involved with people and groups and what they have the same interest as you will be um, very rewarding, I think as well. Yeah. I, I want to go back, of course, you know, I, I know about that nine unit deal that you had and, and it's guaranteed a hundred percent that had you not had that connection with that guy, you never would have even known about it. It would have sold to somebody else. And you yeah, would have it was, been it was not a listed deal. I should mention that. Yeah. Yep. Um, never would have known about it. And somehow I got top of the list. Well, I mean, I know how, but 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, talking about the special interest groups too. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you said, obviously we love real estate investment groups. That's our, you know, that's, that's our industry, but you know, and like you mentioned, it could be mountain biking and better yet, if there isn't one, it's, it, we are in the techno technological age to where you can make one and you can get a bunch of people in front of it easily. You know, yeah, we, we've proven that using platforms like meetup. You know, and if, if nobody knows what Meetup is, if you want to make a special group, you can go on Meetup, pay them a few bucks a month, and they will get your group in front of a bunch of people until you find the people who resonate with it. And it and it trickles down from there. Like your um, the the LinkedIn has has groups, Facebook has groups, everyone's got groups, uh, Clubhouse has groups. You know, all these special interest groups. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I have to share this. I was at a big training event a couple of years ago. This was in my real estate brokerage days. And we had a guy get up and he was talking about just a way that you could lead generate in your business. Right. Which is just, of course, building that network, you know, of people around you. And this is not applicable only to real estate. This is applicable to every part of your life, including personal relationships, um, which is if, if there is a need for something, make it happen. You know, his his push that day, of course, you know, he was talking to a group full of real estate agents and, you know, who thought their only ways of getting business were to call people on the phone, hold open houses, door knock, the like, and talking about, well, you know, if you weren't selling houses, what would you do? You know, if you didn't have to do this, what would you do? And people start talking about their special interests. And, you know, and then he said, build a business around that. Pick your top two things and build a business around it. If you're big into hiking, start a hiking group that gets together every Saturday, right? This is still networking. It's absolutely what it is. You're the guy who has the group that goes hiking every Saturday morning. And, you know, and people will know you and get to know what you do through those connections. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and that makes me think about uh, this too. Like, even if it is hiking or whatever, then make sure that you're not also scared to tell people what you do. Like, we're not, I don't think we're advocating, like only talk about other people. Like it, it, you do need to tell people, you do need to get it out there. Like, Hey, I do X. Um, because if you don't let people know what you do, then nothing's ever going to happen either. So definitely make sure you're talking about, you know, you a little bit. Should I let them in on the big secret as to what our wealth watchers group is? <laughs> I don't know. Might, is it too obvious though? I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to rip the bandit off. I mean, that's absolutely why we started wealth watchers is Justin and I have a passion for building wealth and we want to share it with other people. And we knew that if we did this the right way, we could add a lot of value to people. And if they were interested in working with us in our businesses, then they could do that too. But we don't force it on anyone, you know? So for everybody else, we're hanging out with a bunch of like-minded people who are really smart and have a lot of great ideas. And if they want to work with us, cool. Yeah. And in the very short time that we've done it, uh, I've already, we'll look at what we've got. You know, we've gotten some referrals. We've got some uh, new friends. We've got even a person now working with us. So it's crazy how fast things move, you know, just make it happen. Yeah, I'm actually excited to, um, in the near future here, introduce our new team member who we met exactly from our, from you know, from our Wealth Watchers group. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, so just kind of, again, going back to, to those different types of, of ways to network, th this does not have to be complicated. This does not have to be, you know, you ship the Chamber of Commerce events, not to bash Chambers of Commerce. They're great, too. And you have a bunch of drinks and get a bunch of business cards and try to follow up on them with people you never met or who don't remember you. You know, this can be joining one of those structured groups like Master Networks, BNI, the like. Um, and we've got a few other suggestions we can share. It can be 
finding a, just a super focused group that's just focused on a hobby or a niche or an industry you're in using like Meetup or other platforms. Again, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, there are a lot of ways you can do this. Or again, just make it happen. If it's not there, build it. They will come. Yeah. And, you know, one more I just want to add Yeah, that I feel like so many people overlook. Just go next door, knock on your neighbor's door, say hi, right? Um, how many people do you know in your neighborhood? I mean, I, I think you could say more than most people, but I, I think a lot of people don't get outside and actually meet their neighbors. So I, I'm going to advocate for that one as well. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the new norm is you, you pull up to your house, you open the garage door, you pull your car and you close the garage door. And that's how you leave the next time. And you don't ever use your front door, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not all hide in our backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so when he said next door, he doesn't mean the website next door. He means actually literally go meet your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I guess that the, the actionable takeaway today, I, I would encourage for everybody to take is find what drives you find what is going to provide value to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be direct to your business. This can be very indirect. It can be that special interest group. You, maybe you don't have to make it. Maybe like Justin said, you find that mountain biking group and you go join it and people get to know you through that. You know, I, I, I have to share just, I guess, maybe a tangential relation to that. I know guys who go to CrossFit gyms who are killing it in their businesses and they aren't pitching anybody. Just meeting Every people at the gym. Just meeting people at the gym. They, yep. they get to know what they do and they use them because they know, like, and trust them. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that, that really goes back to the core of this, which is it's, it's there, there, there's actually a book with this title, Giver, uh, Giver's Gain. And the idea is that you, you want to be a giver. You want to go in and provide so much value that the, the person you're working with can't help but give referrals back to you so long as you built that trust and so long as you have that relationship and you've made quality connections. I mean, it's, I, I, I just can't say enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's, um, that's pretty much it, uh, for, for today, unless you got something else. I absolutely do. And okay. that is if you are in the greater Denver area, um, our Wealth Watchers Meetup, which is a fantastic way to network with like-minded people who are growth-minded in building their net worth through business, investing, um, creative financial solutions, whatever the case is, um, show up. You know, we're meeting at the Edgewater Public Market. We're just west of downtown Denver, so super central to everything. Um, really cool spot where you can get all kinds of different food. Um, just neat place to meet awesome people. We're doing it generally the first Thursday of every month with the exception of July. We're meeting July 8th, and that's because Justin and I are going to be in Iowa the week prior. So um, we are on Meetup, which if you have not been on Meetup, um, go find us on there first. So look up the Wealth Watchers Meetup, RSVP for our next event. And then I encourage you, this is your actionable takeaway. Find another special interest group that's something that you are interested in or that, you know, really resonates with you and go to that one too. Yeah. And I'll add, it is a free event. Uh, we're just meeting. Uh, there's restaurants, beer, uh, whatever you want, basically. But it is free event. Just come. Let's chat. Let's talk. Uh, let's become friends. Awesome. Well, Justin, thanks for the conversation today. Always good chatting with you. All right. My pleasure. <laughs> All right. This has been the Wealth Watchers Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lendy. With me is my co-host, Justin Hoggett. Thanks for listening. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Until next time. This has been the Wealth Watchers Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about Wealth Watchers and our parent company, Happy Camper Capital, please visit 
happycampercapital.com. 